You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning, and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a special shout out to our 2022 show sponsor, New American Funding. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is made possible thanks to them. Today's show is part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion focus. You know, for us, DEI isn't just a splashy news headline, it's an everyday focus. So today's guest is going to talk about DEI from her perspective. So a very warm welcome to Erica Lockwood. She's executive partner and managing director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for Joseph Chris Partners. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you very much, Carol. Very happy to be here and excited to share what I can on my end to educate people and fill in some questions that people might have. Yeah, you know, the subject's talked about so much, and I think these candid conversations are important. They give people different perspective and help them find new ways to think about it. But before we jump in, why don't you just give us a quick overview about yourself? Okay, well, I, as you mentioned, I'm with Joseph Chris Partners, and I have been with the company now for 21 years, believe it or not. And I live in a suburb of Houston, Texas, Kingwood, here with my son and lots of little animals and so forth. But I, you know, as an executive recruiter in the industry, in our amazing industry, do a, a lot of wonderful things all across the country, you know, help companies and people see possibilities. And it's, it's a very gratifying job that I have for sure. It certainly sounds like it. Well, give an overview of Joseph Chris Partners for our listeners who might not be familiar with the company. Absolutely. Well, as I had mentioned, our corporate office is based in the Houston market. We work all across the country. We actually work internationally from time to time. That's not a big pull, but we certainly have and we do. We predominantly focus in the residential world of construction, real estate development. So a good chunk of our day-to-day roles that we are focused on is certainly on the home building side. We also do on commercial as well. That's pretty expansive space with retail, office, industrial, all the mixed use focuses as well. So we've been in business since 1977. And that has been our focus the entire time. And we are very blessed to be experiencing a crazy market, just (laughs) like everybody else. And it's better than 2008. So we'll take it. (laughs) My gosh, that's been, you know, I think that's been a theme this year too on radio is just everybody's so, you know, so yes, the market is crazy, but thank goodness it's a good kind of crazy, not what we went through with the last big recession. So we can all be thankful for that. But, you know, the, the other thing that's crazy about the market right now is all these job openings and people are just struggling to fill them. So talk about how the experts at Joseph Chris can help with the hiring process. Right. Yes, it is. Like we said, crazy. It's very abundant related to job openings and companies 
growing, expanding. We're seeing a lot of startups or maybe a company that has traditionally been in one or two markets that is expanding into other regions. And so a lot of what we do is certainly help companies for that example. You know, maybe they need a market expert if they're starting up in a certain marketplace. And, you know, we work within all the skill sets. So land, accounting, finance, sales, construction, purchasing, estimating, you name it. You know, we we focus on all of those areas. And what's tough is that the market is extremely overwhelmed with openings. And likewise, people in these roles that are otherwise they're working, they are overwhelmed by either people like myself calling and saying, hi, I'm Erica. We spoke last week or a month ago. (laughs) Have you changed your mind? Right. Right. So the people that are passive, we call them passive for a reason. You know, they're otherwise they're happy. Their head's down. They're busy. They're not looking for a job. So they're not looking at job postings online or on career sites or whatnot necessarily. So that's really where we at Joseph Chris, where we come in to play and help our clients acquire those people, that talent that they need to move forward is calling on their behalf Mm -hmm. to these individuals and you know, sharing information about the company, the story about the company, about the opportunity. And that's the difference that we apply every day is just reaching out versus posting something and hoping someone, we don't do the post and hope, uh, I guess is, is kind of one of the, the terms that we say here. <laughs> that's a internally. great term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and I know one of your focuses is, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and clearly that's one of the ways to solve the labor shortage. So tell us about your DEI role with the company and and why it's important. Well, my role with the company, it really has evolved with me assisting a few builders with their strategy, their initiative to incorporate that more into their company, you know, corporate wide. And it just made sense for me to really dig in and fully understand everything about it, why we need to do it, the value, what it brings to an organization, but also just what it brings to us as individuals on a daily basis as it should. And, you know, with companies, as far as what we do or what, you know, what I do is just talk with leaders, you know, whether they're division presidents or CEOs or even VPs of HR, just understanding what their company is doing, kind of where they are in that space and trying to help move that along, give recommendations or whatnot. But the the value is obvious. Our industry construction, again, Looking at it across the board with residential and commercial, there are thousands Mm -hmm. of job openings, and yet there are not people to move into those spots, right? And often, my experience has been over the last 21 years, typically home builders, not picking on them, but just we're 
we're talking with that audience for the most part is we want someone who's already got that experience coming in. And so we kind of just go around in this circle. And so there has to be an initiative to have that strategy work within an organization and have the hiring managers be open to looking at people who are outside of the industry, Mm -hmm. but can bring attitude, aptitude, and most importantly, to have a really solid structured training program in place to make that transition successful. Right. Well, you know, that's so important. You know, we talk about all the you know, the shortages in the labor market and what we're trying to do to resolve those and, you know, all these different programs and initiatives and, you know, middle school and high school and, you know, bringing VOTEC back and all of that. And then the, you know, different builders and different companies within, you know, the home building industry having opportunities for people to, you know, have an internship or have a training program or whatever that is, it's all going to play a part in solving this workforce crisis. No doubt. And it's, it's imperative that we do that collectively and have those, like you said, the internships, the great training programs, or the willingness to see, hey, maybe someone has successfully completed their time from the military perspective. Mm -hmm. What skills can that person bring in or not looking at someone like, oh, well, I know a person, I'm just going to call that person, you know, to not have a, just to be willing to talk with someone based on what they bring to the table, not because of how they look or if somebody knows them. It's just setting aside those biases that, you know, we all have them. Everybody, every single person has biases that sometimes we don't even know that we have. Right, right, yeah. Ready to take the next step in becoming a homeowner? New American Funding can make it happen. New American Funding is a nationally recognized direct lender for residential home loans. Real estate agents and builders love New American Funding because of their in-house processing, 14 business day close guarantee, and the servicing of their loans. They will work tirelessly to help you achieve home ownership backed by thousands of five-star reviews from their customers and with convenient branch locations, more and more residents trust them to close their loans on time. Call New American Funding at 678-898-3540 to start your home buying journey today. Well, you were recently a guest on Sales and Marketing Power Hour that I co-host with Kimberly Mackey, and uh, we talk a lot about DEI on that show, and you were talking about offensive sayings and how, you know, people don't even realize that what they're saying, you know, something that their grandmother probably said all the time, or their parents said Mm -hmm. all the time, or that their friends say, you know, they might not even realize that those phrases they're using are potentially hurting somebody else's feelings or insulting them. And, you know, that's a whole nother level of this, but talk a little bit, get some examples of that and, and, and talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how you've dived into that. And that's been really interesting. And actually very eye-opening to really focus on that. So I'll use a really obvious 
a lot of people are guilty of it. And I find myself stopping in mid-sentence because I use it, but hey, guys, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's can be just offensive for a lot of reasons. And I think a lot of that comes from, yes, how you grew up, but also where you grew up. So in the South, of course, we always say y'all. Mm-hmm. And hey, y'all. Right. And honestly, that is one of the replacement examples. Uh, instead of saying you guys, to say y'all. That's very, that's very inclusive. It's not exclusive. So that's just something very simple. But if we put ourselves maybe in, in another person's shoes, yeah, that you know, would find you guys offensive, then we have to be thinking about that and being cognizant of just even something as simple as that. And uppity is another example. And it's it's a word that really seems like it wouldn't be, but that actually started in the American South. And it was a word that defined a Black person that was not staying in their lane. I guess we use today. I had no idea. Yes, that was a a term that was created long time ago Mm -hmm. for that purpose. And then that's where you know some of the the negatives can come into that just even little things like that i think we touched on the master bedroom which i think collectively the home building industry has seen the value in changing that term to other less offensive terms that you can describe a bedroom or a bath that is the main one. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen still, some creative ones. I've seen some creative ones, but I still see it get used. I mean, I guess we typically go with owner's suite or primary suite. Um, what are some of the other creative ones you've seen? That is a very good question. And I can't think of one right uh, now. No, well, it'll come to you later and you can. Oh, uh, it will. At 2 a.m. probably. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what else? Anything else that comes to mind that people might not think twice about saying and, you know, could be terribly offensive to someone? Sure. Even something, I think we might've touched on it, you know, with you and Kimberly, but peanut gallery. Oh yeah. So that, you know, that's typically if we think about, oh, it's just, you know, oh, just a group of people kind of heckling or whatever, but that actually was from the 1920s and the peanut gallery was referred to the back section of the theaters where only people of color would be allowed to sit and it it's just things like that or the term oh wow I was sold up a river oh wow yeah that that can also be something that can be taken quite literally on a on the negative side depending on Mm -hmm. who you say it to and if you think about this from even from an IT perspective or just from day-to-day in a business, a white list or a black list. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the good or bad, you know, being really need to avoid black market, whitewashing something, being blackballed. It's just, uh, just a variety of different things that it was very interesting for me to really dive in and understand the things that I say 
Mm-hmm. And it makes you, like I said, it makes you more cognizant of hearing it being said by someone else. And I really feel like it's my job to professionally and kindly say, I know you said that, but this is actually what it means. Did you know that? Well, and probably and they didn't know that. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. So, because well, it's over time kind of come to mean something else. So it's one of those, you know, so, you know, you might say, you know, whatever the phrase is, and it might not offend anyone in that conversation because maybe they're, you know, they all have taken it for its kind of new meaning. But, you know, you say it to somebody who understands the full meaning of it, and then it's horribly offensive. It It, it really can be. And if we are trying our best, so we should be on a daily basis to be respectful of everyone and, and be inclusive. It's important for us to be mindful of that and to educate ourselves. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Well, kind of building on that, how can businesses truly build that environment that takes DEI into consideration and helps employees thrive? I think, you know, what you say is that plays into it, but you know, but what else? The most important and biggest step for a program, and it's not really, it's, it shouldn't be a program, it should just be, it should be a culture, it should be day-to-day in, a, in any company, is it really has to come from the top. And the people who are in leadership roles underneath that CEO have to also believe it and live it on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. that's a hard thing to do because people are people. Right. And again, until each one of us addresses and understands what our own biases are, you just do what you do and you don't know what you don't know. And that's very, very important because you can have a company and company is filled with people. Mm -hmm. And people, again, people are people. So it's, it's a journey. There's not a short, quick fix to it. And I think it will continue to evolve. But I think what a lot of the most recent happenings and really what's been happening for a long time is evident that it needs to occur. It just takes time. And a company that really wants to commit to that, they have to, again, have the buy-in from the top and also have, you know, like a committee, a, a group of people and not just leaders, a variety of different people, a very diverse group of people that you can really look internally in your company where you are with the entire process and reflect on that and make the changes that you need to change and move forward. You're absolutely right. And, you know, just sitting here thinking about it, companies seem to miss that DEI can give them a huge competitive advantage. Is that something you can speak to a little bit? You know, what are the, what are the benefits to them that they may not know? Right. There are amazing benefits and Again, you have to be willing to see that and to look around and not have it be just, oh, okay, 
that company did it, but whatever. So one of the top advantages of going in this direction is truly a greater innovation and creativity when you have a more diverse group of people on a team. That's total, can help a business stand out from other businesses that still function with maybe the one voice kind of uh, approach. And diversity offers a range of skills. If you think about the different people that you can bring into an organization, they've had different experiences and they can be integrated when you're brainstorming. You know, when you hire someone new on your team, I know for us here at Joseph Chris, when we've hired some of our newer partners here, it's always exciting to hear someone have different ideas and different viewpoints. But we generally can shy away from that. Again, like if you need someone who has this magical amount of experience in this, and that's the only place you're looking, you're going to keep getting the same thing. Right. That right. nothing's going to change. But people generally, when there is an inclusive, diverse group of people, employees are happier. They're Mm -hmm. more productive. You can understand your customers much better, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Certainly the, the obvious thing, what we were talking about before is there's more talent to choose from if you really engage in diversity and inclusion. Oh, absolutely. And the last, but certainly not least, in my mind, is higher revenues. If everyone's happier, everyone's more productive, you're filling your really key roles or building your bench with people that are not looked at from a certain experience level necessarily, but just looked at, again, I'm a big person on the attitude and aptitude. If someone can come in and learn, they will learn and they'll be really thankful that they had the opportunity to do so. But at the end of the day, bottom line is increased, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. That has been proven. They've done so many studies across the board globally with companies who have really embraced the DEI initiatives and it's reality. There's, There's no arguing about that. I completely agree with you on that. I just think it opens a world of opportunities that you might not even recognize without DEI. I can give a perfect example. I have a um, you know a fantastic developer client who made a decision last year to not hire anyone else who looked like him. Period. End of discussion. So basically meant no more white guys. He's like, I'm just I'm just not doing it anymore. So when he was hiring um, land, you know, acquisition staff last year, he hired, you know, people who didn't look like him. And, and what came out of it for him was just huge. Um, and, you know, I don't think he'd mind me sharing this, but he, he just basically said, you know, Carol, they looked at land in a way I would have never looked at land. He goes, they looked at places in Atlanta that I would have never considered developing. And some of our best developments that we've got right now that are going and active and, you know, we're selling are because of the land that they identified in places that, you know, me as the you know white guy wouldn't have looked. So, so to me, that's, that's huge. Isn't that interesting? It's just a different perspective that you get when you have a, you know, a broader basis and, you know, more, more thought leaders in your company that think differently than you do. Absolutely. That is, that, that's a really great story. And hopefully more, 
I, I feel like companies, and again, in the home building industry, it seems to be more prevalent is the scenario of, well, XYZ builder is doing that. Let's sit back and see if it works for them. Right. And then everyone else gets in line. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way, but hopefully, even if it is that way, that more and more companies will see that, that you can take a chance on people. Hey, all of us, every single one of us, somebody took a chance on us, our very first job. Correct. Right? Correct. And we didn't have the experience. We didn't have whatever, but they were saw something in each one of us, you and I and everyone mm-hmm. listening, that they believed we had the opportunity, we had the attitude and the aptitude to be the best version of ourselves. And if people would look more at it that way, I really feel like we at least chip away at the limited amount of people that we have in our industry available to mm-hmm. fill these the, the roles that are out there. Yeah, uh, I concur. I completely agree. Well, I, I think we have covered a lot today and you and I could talk for another hour or two on this topic easily, but I think we're going to uh, wrap it up with this because we're running out of time. But how can our listeners get more information on Joseph Chris? Well, I would say, of course, our website is a great place to pop into. So that's uh, www.josephchris.com. And can always find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those great places. And certainly we talk on the phone all the time. We are phone people. So I don't know if call, you, you could say, can, yeah, get, share your number. People can call you direct. Absolutely. So my number at the office is 281-359-2142. Excellent. Well, that is a wrap for this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'd like to thank Erica Lockwood with Joseph Chris for joining me in studio to talk about DEI, uh, which I find just to be a fascinating topic. Um, On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, I would appreciate you following Atlanta Real Estate Forum on Facebook to keep up with all of our news. If you're interested in participating in Atlanta Real Estate Forum on the website, or with the show, then please contact me, carol at denimmarketing.com. And thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you again right here for our next episode. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. 
Check out the radio show by visiting AtlantaRealEstateForum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.